Hello, everybody. This is Manoli here with the Manoli's Musings Podcast. This is your episode for Thursday, March 24th, 2022. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Thank you for asking, Manoli. Oh, no problem. I care so much. I just, I'm just a people person. I love to, I love to talk to people. I love to talk to you people listening to this. Oh, that's scary. The fact that people actually listen to me. I can't believe it. I mean, uh, if you're going to pick someone to listen to, it, it wouldn't be me. Wow, what, what makes you say that, Manoli? I'm like, you don't know the things that go on in my head. The things that don't make it onto the podcast. Uh, no, it's all good things. Usually. Usually. Um, But, yeah, so, coming on. Last episode, I talked about my St. Patrick's Day weekend which was fun. And, you know, I, I started to notice something. I, I would go on Instagram and I would see post after post after post after post from St. Patrick's Day weekend. You know, people all in their green, their green outfits, their green, their green shirts and the green glasses and this and that. And uh, they would be there with their friends and, you know, they'd have, they had a beer in their hands and they'd be, they'd always try to be clever with the caption, you know, like, like, I'm just lucky to have great friends. Um, and I'm thinking back, I'm like, did I take, is there one picture of me from the St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I don't think I took one picture of anything. And I don't think any one picture was taken of me. Actually, I think, I think I might have taken a picture of my sausage dog. Uh, <laughs> they give you an idea. But it's like, man, I mean, these people, it's like. Does, does every holiday need an Instagram post? I mean, I feel like St. Patrick's Day is kind of pushing it, you know? Halloween, I get. I, I've done some Halloween. Christmas, I don't really like because I don't. I feel like it's not about, you know, posting yourself. But let me get off my soapbox here, judging other people. How dare you? How dare you? It's just a personal feeling, okay? I have an opinion. I can say what I want. And if you don't like it, well, start your own show. How about that, huh? Do it yourself. You can have anti-Manoli podcasts. I hate Manoli podcast. Nobody does that. Nobody's going to do that. Actually, somebody might, but if I'm not careful here. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, at some point, you got to... I mean, not every holiday needs an Instagram post, okay? You know what I'm going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to take... <laughs> take a picture on flag day and say i'm happy to celebrate this beautiful flag day with all my my close friends and it's gonna be me and i'm gonna like try to make it make it where i look look all attractive and all this stuff and i'm gonna put a filter on it and i'm gonna say this flag it may be beautiful it may be beautiful with its red white and blue or it could be the Greek flag. It could be, there. Yeah, this Greek flag is beautiful with this blue and white. But you know what's more beautiful? My friends. They're my best friends in the world. I, I will be nowhere without them. Uh, you're such a hater. Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta. I like to poke fun at things. I like to, and you know what? It's just, you know, you can post whatever you want. It's just, you know, me. You know, I, I have very good taste. And I know... Whenever I post something on Instagram, it's an event, okay? It'll happen every day. I'm very selective, very careful with what I post, you know? 
you know, because it better, you know, if it's going to be on Instagram, it better be good. You know, I mean, that's where you're, that's where you're trying to put your best self forward. And, you know, going off of that, I, I honestly, I, I believe that your first impression of someone should be the worst impression. You know why? Because that's like, that's like the starting point. It's like, well, let me introduce you to me at my worst, you know, I'm just going to try to, <laughs> I'm just going to try to be as off-putting as I possibly can. And then that way, you know, I, I'll impress you. It's like you lower your expectations of, of the people around you. And then when they get to know you a little bit better, they're like, oh, he's not so bad. Hey, I don't do it. You know, I don't do it in a, in a, in a horrible way. It's just, you know, I, I kind of like to, I kind of like to mess with people when I first meet them. I like to mess with people in general. It's something I, I very much enjoy. I, I highly recommend messing with people as much as you can, especially when you first meet them. Because they're, they get, they're a little confused. They're like, oh, who is this guy? And then you kind of open up and you start, you know, you can get away with saying a lot if you say it with a smile. <laughs> uh, and then they start laughing. And then you, you know what? You're friends, okay? I know how to talk to people. Sometimes. That reminds me. Um, So back home in Charleston, they're doing the best of, the best of Charleston. And what that is, is, is that the, the city paper, the Charleston city paper posts about 8,000 category, <laughs> categories of different things in Charleston. I mean, you've got restaurants and, and you know, bars and the, the, the typical stuff. And then it starts, and I, I pulled up the website here so I can name some of these categories. They got health and beauty, recreation and outdoor services, shops, uh, attractions and city living, politics, news, and the media. Well, we're not going to go over that one because this is a non-political podcast. You know why? Because I don't want to talk about it. I don't like paying attention. I like to be ignorant. I don't like to pay attention to what's going on. If it's that important, it'll find me. That's what I say. Uh, I've had enough. But anyway, so uh, these people now, you know, people I know who are somehow nominated, they... Uh, not somehow, but who were nominated, they, they now they're asking people to vote for them. They're all campaigning so they can win the best of Charleston and the Charleston City paper that I never met anybody who actually reads, but reads that. Can I talk? I, I, I should be nominated for the person who can't freaking talk. Um, but anyway, so I started off and I, I just wanted to vote for the one person, okay? That's all I wanted to do because I know how these things go. It's just It's just a big... You know, all this slapping each other on the backs. I'll vote for you for the best of this. And it's just like, makes me want to vomit. But I, I, you know, this person I've known a long time and I wanted to vote for them. And they asked me to vote. So I said, yeah, I'll vote. The thing, I, I mean, why is it so complicated to do anything on the computer nowadays? It, it asks you for your email. It's like, okay, I give you my email. I guess they don't want voter fraud. It didn't ask you, you gotta, you know, you gotta sign in to verify the email. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to break into Fort Knox here. I'm just trying to vote for the best of Charleston, this thing that you keep shoving down my throat, Charleston City Paper, and then you want me to sign up, and then I had to sign up for their freaking newsletter just to cast a vote. I mean, this is a scam, okay? This is a scam. Charleston City Paper, I know what you're doing, okay? Anyway, I go to vote for this one person because, you know, they, they asked nicely, and I said, sure. Well, aren't I generous? It, take, I, it took, a, I made this big deal. It probably took about 
you know, maybe five minutes out of my day. But then I started looking at the other categories and I'm like, well, maybe I might know some other people who are nominated, you know, who business, whose business is nominated. And I start looking and I, I just happened to start on eating and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I'm, it started off, it was like best acai bowl. I'm like, okay, I've never, I don't even know what that is. I've never eaten an acai bowl in my life. So it had an option to skip. And so I skipped and then it started, you know, like best uh, Asian fusion and blah, 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 best barbecue, best steak, that kind of thing. But whenever there was something I didn't know, I would just skip the category, right? For example, best boba tea. I don't know what that is. I've never had a boba tea in my life. But then as it started, <laughs> as it started getting going, I started running out of things that I could actually vote on. So I just started going. I'm like, well, let me let me look, take a look at these options. And then I just started like, huh, I like that guy's name. I think I'll vote for him. And then I'm like, <laughs> and so I just started voting on who, whatever name I like most. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't like that name. I don't like the name of that place. And I get down. And it's like best chocolatier. And I'm like, I don't know what that. Uh, like, who? What? How many chocolatiers are in Charleston? For goodness sakes. And then, like, and then some of the categories that got on my nerves because it's like best chicken fingers and it had Chick Fil A. I'm like, okay, I love Chick Fil A. I think it is the best chicken fingers, but it shouldn't be on a on a localized. Why is that a category? That shouldn't be a category. It's a chain. And Chick Fil A wins the best of Charleston chicken nuggets, and that's a serious problem in this country. Um. Anyway, so I started going. I started going. I just. I'm like I'm like very amused by just skewing the results of these these elections. You know this this highly highly regarded award of the best of Charleston. Uh, you know you know what I I think you should have to li have lived there, you know a minimum a minimum of ten years before you can vote, because you get all these other people from outside of Charleston. They don't know what is and what isn't, and you know they don't know they don't know the taste of the city. Okay, they don't know what the real Charleston. I'm a real Charlestonian, all right? They come down here, they move like 45 minutes away, and then they start telling people they're from Charleston. You know what? That's not how it works, people. I know you want to claim my city, but I, I'll i be the judge of whether or not you're from Charleston, okay? Mr. Gatekeeper over here. Um. Anyway, so I finished all the food categories, and then I'm like, well, let me look at the, the drinking categories, because I'm in college, right? I know a lot about that. Um. And the first one is best adult establishment. I'm like, whoa! You went from best bagel to best strip club. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, how do you? It's like, uh, have you been to all these options? It's like, I mean, I guess you know who who did the research on this? This uh, who nominated these is my question. Uh, and you know, you go down the list. It's like best bouncers. It's like, okay, like really, what? some bouncer like how do you vote on that like what is it the best they they were the nicest to you when they were throwing your drunk your drunk self out of the bar you know is that is that the criteria for best bouncer or maybe it's the ones that let all the underage people and maybe that's the best bouncer that's highly illegal and dangerous of the youth of this city to be drinking before they turn 21 years of age and you know what? I'm going to make it my life's goal to shut down every underage bar, which actually happened in my college town, by the way. They shut down like every single bar that served underage. And now they're either something completely different or they, they're open to do 
leadership because underage drinking is a serious problem in this country. Like of all the things, is that number one, really? College kids? I digress. Moving on. So, I mean, some of these categories, they just, I mean, the, the drink one, the drinking one got a little weird. It's like, what is it? That's no frills water and cold. I don't even know what that means. No frills water and cold. Is that when you go and drink, you, you go and you, you find a random hose and you, you put your mouth on it and start drinking the water out of there? Is that what that means? No frills. And, but then beyond the eating and the drinking, it's like best services. It's like, I'm sorry. I mean, I, do I best attorney DUI? Like how many DUIs do you get that you have to, that you get to sample each attorney to know how to vote on this? It's like, like who's voting? Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, what do they, they call their clients after like, Hey, I, I got you off that DUI, man. I really would appreciate your vote. I really would appreciate your vote, but I, I tried to go through there and vote for the people I know because I, I you know, I, I like to take care of my friends and because, you know, I enjoy skewing the results of these elections, you know. I'm a, I've committed voter fraud with the Charleston City Paper Best of. But then it got like best pool company. I'm like, how many pools does a person need in their life? I mean, I, I could keep going. I could keep going. Best wedding venue. Oh, because I've had four weddings this year and I know how to vote. On the wedding venue. Well, Manoli, you could be a guest at a wedding. Well, I guess that's true. But, you know, I'm a young guy. Most of my friends aren't getting married. And to be honest with you, I'm not a huge wedding guy. You know why? Because now a Greek wedding is one of the best experiences of your life. But the, the typical wedding that I'm at, it's like, you know, you get married for the rest of your life. And this is the big, this is like a sacrament. And it's a holy thing. And then you, you dance in the Cotton Eye Joe. It's just like, uh, I don't know. It was like, it's like, really? I want to dance with somebody. I mean, how many, how many times can that song be played? Enough already. I want to dance with somebody. Well, go do it for God's sake. Stop singing about it. I'm so cynical. Um, It's okay. It's just my personality. I, I, I'm joking. You know, this is a joke. And then these weddings, it's like, you go there, you hardly know half the people there. You know, you don't, sometimes you don't really even really know the person getting married. They just invited you for, for who knows why. They had they felt obligated to. You got to worry about a gift. And then when, then when I get married, I'm going to remember every gift that I gave. And it better be of equal value from my friends or else it's going to be a problem. Okay? It's going to be a problem. So you got to worry about the gift. And then, you know, you go to the, the, for some reason, the reception's always like two hours away from the service. I don't know why. You go there, usually the food sucks. And you, and then, you know, thank, thankfully, normally at some weddings, you know, there's a free, there's an open bar. But I've been also been to some weddings where you had to pay, which I think is outrageous. You travel all that way to go to a wedding and have to pay, for, pay to get a drink. But... You know, it's and then I'm saying to myself the whole time, it's not about you, it's not about you, it's about, you know, this this beautiful couple joined together in holy matrimony. It's not about you, Manoli. Why can't you just why can't you just stop being so critical for once in your life? But then afterwards I'm like, ah, that sucked. It's like I'm happy for the people, but at the same time it's like, eh, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna name any weddings I've been to because they could be listening to this, but but you know, uh, you know who you are. Um, 
actually, but I was in a I was in a very nice wedding this past October with my good friend, uh, my good friend from back home, Bras, got married to his his wife Lauren. That was a nice wedding. I was actually in the wedding. I had to give a toast, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of ad libbed it. You know, I like to do things off the cuff. You know, there's no script with this podcast. You know, this is this is raw and real, man. This is coming straight from the mind of Manoli. There's no there's no censorship. There's no nothing. You get it as I'm saying it. You get it like it is. This is this is genius at work. The the genius Greek brain is speaking to you. How does that feel? That's a quote, Mr. Pamos, which is a great YouTube channel. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, sometimes I have my list here of things I can talk about, and sometimes I get I get awakened from my from my slumber by the sound of construction going on outside of my balcony, and it's just like. You know, I've lived here for four years now. They've been it's they building a bridge over a train track. I mean, the train is one thing. I, I don't really mind that, but this construction, the whole building is shaking because some dude. It's like I don't even know what they're doing. How is it possible that a building can shake due to construction? I mean, what are you doing over there? And it's like it's like oh my gosh. I mean, I read that the Romans, the ancient Romans, built a bridge in three days. They've been working on this freaking bridge for three years, and I'm not exaggerating. Three years they've been working on this bridge, and every time I think they're close to getting done, it's just, I go, it looks like it's about to get done, and it looks like it's it's not even close to being done. I mean, I don't even, I'm not even going to get to use this bridge, which actually would be beneficial if I could walk across it to get to my class. It would save me about five minutes worth of walking time, which equals five minutes more sleeping time and five minutes more procrastinate getting out the door by doing whatever the heck it is that I do else in the morning. My point is, is that I don't know what's going on with the construction. I mean, this I just look out there and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I mean, really, you had to wake me up. I read... I read. I went to Versailles, and they told me that Louis the Fourteenth had a waking ceremony every day. And I think I, I think I've made it in life where I deserve a waking ceremony. You know, they play, they play a little fanfare, and I wake up and I, I get out of bed and I greet my, my adoring fans. I think, uh, I think I'm going to bring that back. I think that was a good idea by Louis the Fourteenth. You know, you have Luli, he's conducting for you, and he plays you a little march. I think I think I would enjoy that. Actually, I, I walk out my door. Oh, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. Have a waking ceremony. Oh, little old me. No. Come on. Stop. I've been reading. Uh, I've actually been reading a book, which is amazing because I hardly have time to do anything anymore. I've been reading the autobiography of one Frida Leiter. Oh, I really hope I said that right. Although I'm going to sound really stupid, who was a, a opera singer back in the day? Uh, she lived. She, she lived to be like 90 years old. I mean, this is was it? I don't think there's ever been a better Wagnerian singer on record, and I'm I'm dead serious when I say that because you know she had the warmth of the sound, she had the the technique, the high notes, the interpretation. She had it all. And there's there's some great Wagner singers. Don't get me wrong, but for me. Lighter is the best. And, you know, something that I was really interesting in her book, which I haven't finished, but I'm getting there. Uh, she's talking about how 
she tried to approach the Wagner roles with a bel canto technique. And for, you know, bel canto was mostly associated with the Italian repertoire for those uh, listening and who haven't turned it off now that I started talking about opera. She tried to approach it with a bel canto technique, which means, you know, beautiful legato, uh, you know, and, and bel canto, it means that you have to have some floor technique to go with it. And Leider had an amazing floor technique because you could hear it. I mean, she's saying, I, I, she's saying Brunhilde's trills, which nobody does. And she could sing anywhere from, you know, Brunhilde to Leonora and Trovatore to Donna Anna. I mean, just an amazing singer. Really great, really great. I mean, great repertoire. She sang Norma, which sadly wasn't recorded, but it was interesting to find that out. But I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that Wagner should be sung bel canto because Wagner really admired Vincenzo Bellini, who was a bel canto composer. Uh, he admired him so much that Wagner conducted a production of Norma by by Bellini and actually wrote an insertion aria for the bass. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually agree that Wagner should be sung bel canto. I think all opera should be sung bel canto, actually. But what can you do? Who can teach it? Who can teach it? I mean, it's like a lost art. And not, not completely, but, you know, you do what you can. Another, another opera subject I've had on my mind is I'm doing this recital a week from today, which is, woof, and I'm singing the, the aria from Don Carlo on it. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm like, do I really have a, a favorite performance of this work? Because for some reason, I mean, there's, you got, I mean, there's a major role for every voice top, right? And for some reason, there's always, there's always one, one fly in the ointment. And I really, I'm not trying to, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say who, but almost there, I'm telling you, every recording, there has, there's some singer I just don't like, like, like flat out, really don't enjoy listening to them. How could you say that? You're you're an amateur. Yeah, I am, but I also, you know, I also have my own opinion and I'm gonna I'll keep it to myself. I'm just saying I'm just saying, if I was back in the day, you know, and I wanted to make a recording of Don Carlo that was gonna, you know, stand the test of time, I would have made it uh, Maria Callas as Elizabetta. I would have had Siepi as the king. I would have had uh ooh, uh, Giulietta Simeonato as uh, the princess. I would have had, uh, hmm. Ooh. Oh, this is a tough one for Rodrigo. Oh, either, either Tito Gobi or uh, Bastianini, probably Bastianini. I think, I think, uh, I, I think I'd have to go with him. So who's that? That's four. Who else is there? Oh, this title role, uh, Di Stefano, probably, or Corelli. Uh, Stefano was too light, yeah, but plenty of lighter voices have sung Don Carlo, okay? He's okay. Uh, and then the Inquisitor, uh, probably Giulio Neri. Did I get all the roles? Elizabetta, the King, Don Carlo, Eboli, Ebola. Ebola! That's her name. Um, remember that? That was a thing. Uh, Rodrigo, Inquisitor. I think that's it for the major roles, at least. Uh, but great opera. I mean, really, really good opera. I mean, if, if what what Verdi did with that opera is, is just really astounding. I think. Uh, but then again, I mean, how many bad Verdi operas are there? There's really not any. 
I don't, I don't really like Giovanna D'Arco. I mean, that's about it. But otherwise, Verdi is the man. Uh, I was on Instagram the other day in between me making fun of people St. Patrick's Day post. Oh, I'm so sorry, my friends. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I make fun of you. Oh, how, how can I? How can I do it? You're so good to me. It's because I enjoy making it. I enjoy messing with my friends. I only mess with people I like, which is why I don't mess with you people. Um, <laughs> I saw this thing on Instagram and it was this bear, this bear that was that fought in World War II. I, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It, it was, I looked it up. I have it pulled up here from Wikipedia, which some say is an unreliable source, but I think it's pretty reliable if you ask me. And how do I know this? Because I said so. That's why. It was this bear. His name was Wojtek. And he was a Syrian brown bear that was, and this is what it says, it was brought as a, bought as a young cub at a railway station in Iran by Polish troops who had been evacuated from the Soviet Union. In order to provide for his rations and transportation, he was eventually enlisted officially as a soldier with the rank of private. It was subsequently promoted to corporal. I mean, this this is a very, very accomplished bear. And I was reading and it said that the, the bear liked to smoke cigarettes and then he would take a puff and he'd eat it. <laughs> and then he also enjoyed beer. He would So there's a picture of this bear drinking a beer, which I think is the best thing I've ever seen in my life, to be honest with you. Uh, and the, the bear would carry musicians and it, he would do all these wonderful things to these these soldiers, I mean, this this bear, I mean, this bear has, has done more than I'll ever accomplish in my life. Uh, and I was reading and it said eventually he got sold to a, a zoo in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. And when I was in Scotland, I couldn't say the name. They go, Edinburgh. It's like, oh, gosh, that's, that's rather forceful. Uh, anyway, so they sent him to Edinburgh. And he died at the age of 21. Oh, Poor Wojtek. It said he, I like how they have to hear the day that he died. Like, like that was a major event when he died. It was to remember the day. I mean, the year, it's understandable. But how do you remember the day? How did they know he was born in 1942? Oh, do you hear the train behind me? How did they, did they ask him what his birthday was? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I think this is a valid question. I mean, there's more information about this bear than there is about freaking, I don't know, me. Um, I don't know. I, I was, I was think I was going to say something clever, and then it all fell apart. Boom! Oh, for me. Uh, I mean, the the bear died on December second, which is Maria Callas's birthday, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but I know that. And mine is December twelfth, and that means that I'm a Sagittarius, and that means that. That, you know, I was born on December 12th. That means every time I see a number 12, I get, I, I just, I get sad, man. That's all this stuff. It means something. Whenever people ask me what, what, what sign I am, I'm like, the sign, uh, this is an old joke, but the sign is stop. I, honestly, it's like, I don't know. It's like, you're going to, you're going to judge me based off my birthday. It happened the other day. I was talking to a girl and she's like, she's like, when were you born? I'm like, oh, jeez. Like, ugh, my birthday is December 12th. And she's like, oh, my ex was a Sagittarius. I'm like, so you're going to put all the stuff that he did, you're going to put it on me. Is that what you're telling me? She's like, well, maybe 75%. I'm like, how about, can I, can I 
you know, I'm like, can we shoot for 0% of the burden that, that I, that I bear based on my birthday? You know, it was a, you know, it was a Sagittarius was uh, Frank Sinatra. I think he was a pretty cool guy. He was born on my birthday. We both have blue eyes. Why can't, why can't I be associated with him? Why well, I got to be associated with this mystery guy and blames for whatever he did to you. And you know, it goes, it goes all, it goes all the ways. It goes both ways. But it's like, man, I, I just, I'm going to start lying. I'm going to say I was born June 12th. And then, and then that's going to mean something. And then they're going to say, and then when I admit that I'm lying, they're going to be like, I knew it all along. It's like, no, you didn't know it. You thought it, you, it's these signs. Man. You know, I know all this useless information about this. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a, I wonder why, I wonder why I, I don't, I don't have a girlfriend. It's like, oh, what's your sign? Like, I don't know, but did you hear about this bear and the Polish army in World War II? I mean, I, I think that's more interesting than what, what day I was born. Moving on. Uh, I'm sitting here in my robe, and i got to be honest with you. I don't think I ever made a better purchase in my life than this robe. I, it's very nice. I go, I put it on in the morning. I go sit on my balcony, have a coffee, read, or just sit out there enjoying the weather. And the weather's finally nice again in my robe. It's, it's great. I mean, I have clothes on underneath, you know, if I'm going to. You know, don't don't take it the wrong way. I put on a robe, and I just—it's very relaxing. I have to say, when I was a freshman in college. I used to walk around the dorm in the robe, and that got me a reputation. They're like, they're like, oh, it's Manoli, and he's wearing his robe again. And I'm like, yeah, I have this, I live here. You know, I I gotta get comfortable. And they're like, you have clothes on under there. I'm like, yes, of course I do. Don't don't make it sick. Gosh. But the robe, I mean, if you don't want the robe, I highly recommend it. Okay? Just listen to Manoli. You know, he's going to steer you the wrong way. Have I ever steered you people wrong? People listening that have known me a long time. Have I ever, ever suggested something that wasn't of the absolute highest quality? I told people for years to start watching The Sopranos. They ain't listened to me. Now they keep, now they're coming back. They're saying, oh my gosh, I just started Sopranos and it's great. I love it. And then my opera friends, I'm like, why don't you ever try Anna Moser? They're like, no. And then they come back later. Anna Moser's fantastic. I'm like, yeah, I know she is. It's like, you should listen to me. If the world listened to me, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. If everyone listened to me, the world would be a lot better place. You know? <laughs> I'm so humble. You know, the, the humility that comes out of me is just very inspiring, isn't it? Uh, no, I don't know anything about anything. I, I, this is, you see, I go from one extreme to the other. I feel like I know everything, and I feel like I know nothing. And, you know, that's what Socrates he said, another great Greek man. He said, the only thing I know in this life is that I don't know a damn thing. Yeah, it's paraphrased, you know, maybe Manoli, Manoli style. Yeah, but I I think uh, that's a half hour, so I think I'm going to call it. But, uh, wow. Oh, oh, my first guest, we, we got it scheduled for Monday, and I think you're going to like him. I think I think he's gonna get some good stuff out of me. I hope so because I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I know I know you gotta be tired of just hearing me go on and on and on and on and on. But that's what I'm here for because you know, you know I, I try to tell myself I'm not a narcissist, but then I love to hear myself talk. So just uh, just go with me here, okay? Thank you for listening. I love you. I love you, okay? I love people who listen to this show. You're great. You're beautiful. Keep it up subscribe, like, whatever the hell it is, you know, come find me and, and shake my hand. I don't, I don't care. Actually, don't come find me. I would, I would, I would be a little 
presumed by that if you came and found me. If you know me, you can congratulate me. But if you don't know me, stay stay away, okay? I know I know enough people. I don't need two random people coming up to me on the street. As if that was ever going to happen, you know, with the, the six people that listen to the show. But I digress. All right, that's going to be it for me. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I will be back with you on Monday talking with my friend, and I'll see you then, all right?